Joy seekers, joy givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor. We've got another great show lined up for you. But first, let's give a great big thank you to our sponsor. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisors Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Anna Gunderson. Office is located downtown Bemidji at 122 Third Street Northwest or at 1202 First Street East in Park Rapids. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Thank you so much, Gina, Shelley, Donna, and the team. We appreciate your support for the show. And thanks for, to you for choosing to tune in today. God's got something for you. I know he does. And I just know that by tuning in, be prepared because we have an amazing show with our guest, Joan Miller. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited about this. Mm-hmm. So we should let people know that you are with Journey Outreach, which is actually a special ministry of the River City Church. That is correct. Formerly beside a church. Correct. Because a lot of, that was was something I did not know. So okay. you you educated me that day, which was great to know. So let's first get to know you a little bit before we talk about the ministry. I want to know, like, when did you get to know the Lord? Give me the juicy. We like the juicy first. You like the juicy, huh? Yes, okay, I do. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and even if it's not too juicy, <laughs> it's not real juicy. But um, I grew up and was born and raised here in Bemidji. I um, came to know the Lord when I was in eighth grade. I went to summer camp. I was able to go to camp one week out of my whole life, and I absolutely loved it, and I found him there. Um, and then as time went on, of course, you know, life gets in the way because, um, you know, I believe that my, my family um, believed in a higher power, but I don't know that they specifically believed in Jesus. And uh, I was um, confirmed and baptized and everything through beside a Lutheran church at that time. And um, and then fell away from that and got married and had children and things like that. And um, so I really didn't get back into going to church uh, until about 20-some 20, 20 years ago. Wow. And, um, and ever since then, it's been a real wild ride. Um, even before that, you know, I knew God existed for me, and I, and I, I just wasn't living for him. Um, so anyway, beside a community church at that time became my home church or in my, for my husband and I, and um, we are elders there and just, you know, follow f- follow Jesus as best we can. I love this. You said something that I just, I can't let it bypass. Uh, I wasn't living for him. Mm-hmm. And now you are. And now I am. I want to talk about that change because that seems to be the shift. When that shift happens mm-hmm. for people, like it changes everything. Tell us about that moment or that time or what ha- like what was that now I'm living for you Lord. What happened I believe was um when I was 27 I uh had some I hit the bottom. I hit my my bottom and um joined AA Alcoholics Anonymous and um I tried to put church and AA at the same time I tried to get sober it it wouldn't work for me. At that point in time, when I went to AA, I heard my story being told over and over again, and they were talking about a higher power. And I knew that my higher power was Jesus. I knew that he died for me and my sins. 
but I, I, that's what I needed to sober up. And so I went to AA for over 20-some years. And I'm, I am proud to say today that I'm sober almost 40 years. Congratulations. I was going to ask. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. Congratulations. Thank that, you. That is an accomplishment. I, if people yep. have never gone through that journey, I don't think they realize how much that little chip yeah. can mean. Yeah. The 30-day, right? I mean, that exactly. is a big deal thing. Exactly. And 40 years, that yeah. is a lot to and celebrate. I, I believe that God brought me that down that path because that was the closest, that was the soonest I could get to him was through that path through AA, because the AA and the, the Bible are very much the same. Just some of the wording is different. Yeah, but I love the, this. But the principles and all that is, is uh, right on. So anyway, um, then I got remarried in um, 2002, and so then my husband, and, and he's quite a devout Christian and always has been, he said, we really need to find a church. And so um, I had gone to AA and had grown as much as I could with AA, you know, found God there, found Jesus again there. And um, so we were going to go church hopping and just to find that place, you know. And so we, the first one we tried was b- beside a community church. And lo and behold, we never left. Uh, Jesus was there. You know, we both felt it. We both knew that's where we were supposed to be. I love the story. Like it just, it's sort of like that coming home feeling almost. Exactly. As, as close as we can get on earth, yep. obviously. Exactly. So in this journey, you obviously, you're, you're very involved in the church. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about how you started getting called to specific ministries. Because one of the things you and I talked about is you really embraced the concept of being the ears, the eyes, the heart, the feet, mm-hmm. the everything of Jesus. Right. And of course, we connected on that point because I mm-hmm. think that is that is it, right? That's what he calls us to do. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that component. How did that start tugging on your heart? I think that really started tugging on my heart. Um, I think it's been about 18 years ago, something like that. I started uh, helping um, Ducky Jens, I don't know if anybody knows her from, from Baudette. She's a pastor up wow. there, and she's the head cook at Camp Delwater for Zoe Camps. Yeah. And so I started helping her, being her assistant cook, um, and we've been doing that one or two week, one or two weeks out of the summer every year for the last 18 years. And um, I enjoy the cooking part. I enjoy the, you know, getting to know the kids and, you know, those three times a day for breakfast, lunch, and supper and and uh, I just knew in my heart that's what I wanted to do, to serve that way. I never realized what it was preparing me for because when uh, our pastor, uh, Adam Molina, it was his heart to feed the homeless in Bemidji. That's how we got started. Wow. And um, he did one meal. We threw up some tables, and I found some clothes or something that we brought, and, and um, we fed about 25 or 30 people that day. And then we did it again. That was in October. And then we did another meal in November and then December, just a couple of days before Christmas. So was this like a pop-up meal, basically? Like a pop-up meal, like on a Sunday afternoon down, you know, in a parking lot. And believe me, it was a little chilly in November and December. Yes. So we decided that we would probably hold off until spring because it would just, there was just nowhere to do it. Mm -hmm. Um. But in that January, the Lord really put on my heart that this is what he was calling me to do, to feed, especially to feed the homeless and the needy in the Bemidji area. And I was just trying to take some of the load off of Pastor Adam's plate, too, because he's, you know, he's a busy pastor. 
And so Myron and I talked about it and um, decided that's what we would do. But we, we'd be willing to do it once a month, uh, starting probably in March or April, whenever the weather got warmer. Well, then COVID hit, and it became a weekly need. Um, the, yesterday, we fed, we, we actually sent out 143 meals oh yesterday goodness. alone. And so we've been running anywhere from 90 to 150 meals every week this since then. This is amazing. So, of course, I have to get a little bit on the details. So mm-hmm. how does this coordination work? Where do these get cooked? How do they go out? Like, what, what's that piece of it coming? Like, I'm curious about the little tiny detail on this. Well, we have a lot of roasters. And because I learned how to cook for a large number of people at camp, which was usually 100 to 150 people every meal, I figured, what's what's one meal a month? You know, that's no big deal. And so, uh, you know, I learned by, I, I just cook by using roasters. And um, other people have been coming on board, you know, one, volunteering to cook a portion of the meal. You know, they can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a while, it was just Myron and I doing all the cooking. And, and then I've had some friends that would come over and help me, you know, do things. But, you know, I try and keep it as simple as possible. I use the packaged scallop potato mix. I mean, I'm not going to peel. Why do you mean you're not doing homemade? Are you kidding me? I'm I just would kidding. love to. <laughs> that would be my heart's that desire. That would be a whole other thing. Right? I need to be cloned about 10 times. <laughs> but anyway, um, we do have uh, Bemidji First Assemblies over in, in um, Nymore has jumped on board. They do a couple of meals every month. So they've got a they've got a bunch of volunteers over there that'll do that. Um, we will provide all the food, we'll provide all the paper products, we provide everything needed in order to provide this meal. How do people, because I'm sitting here kind of wrapping around this, because obviously you've got homeless population, Mm -hmm. which right now I know that has been, where are we putting everybody right now with the COVID situation? And there's also probably people at home that are just simply in Mm -hmm. need right now because of COVID. How do you coordinate where these meals are going and who's receiving them? Well, it isn't, when I make a meal, I, I, I don't care where it goes. Mm-hmm. You know, I just want, if, if somebody's hungry, I need them to eat. And if somebody is taking advantage of the situation, then, you know, that's on them. That's between them and the Lord. Not, that has nothing right. to do with me. Uh, but the, the homeless, they have their own um, way of getting the word around. They will tell you know, right. Many of these people stay at the People's Church. Right. Many stay at at the Wolf Center every night. Right. Um, you know, some sleep under the bridge. You know, some are couch hopping now. Um, they just come. So there's enough word around mm-hmm. that you are able to identify who needs a meal. I guess that's oh, where yes. I was going. But yes. I, because there may be somebody listening. That mm-hmm. knows of somebody that mm-hmm. is in need, Absolutely. that doesn't even know that this existed. I had no idea you were doing this yes. much right now in the yes. community. Yeah. And this is what I often feel like sometimes. We have these things that are going on, and mm-hmm. we have people in need. We need to match the two together because okay. there may be somebody listening. So mm-hmm. so that would be actually, we should probably, at the end, let's make sure we get your contact out to people of how Absolutely. they would get in touch with you around that. Because sure. 
I have a feeling there are people mm-hmm. that could probably benefit from this. Mm-hmm. And I know just, you know, I tend to be that kind of person that if I see somebody, I used to, I did used to do this and people that know me know this. I used to pack extra bags of lunches in my mm-hmm. car. Yeah. And if I would see somebody that was maybe needing a meal or et cetera, I would say, oh, here, packed your lunch for you today Good and for you. make it kind of, but, but it's not, I don't say that to be whatever more just, mm-hmm. um, I think I got inspired probably by somebody just like you mm-hmm. who was talking about something they did. And I thought, oh, well I can do that. Or I know like Noemi Ellsworth puts extra um, hats and mittens in the back of her mm-hmm. car. Yep. So if she sees somebody walking around that doesn't have a hat and mittens, she just pulls on over and says, here's some hat and mittens. You look like you could maybe use a little warmer on the hands and the head, you know? Um, and that is being with people, right? That is right. that is being Jesus to people. Absolutely. And speaking of hats and mittens, you know, we do provide hats, mittens, scarves, coats, winter boots uh, that people have donated to us. And we go through that. I go through it. And if I see anything that's that I wouldn't wear, it goes in the garbage. Um, just because, you know, they deserve to be treated well. It, you're bringing me to this. It's, to me, it's the dignity of human life. Mm-hmm. Sandy Hennam talks about this all the time, uh, who works with Village of Hope, and she talks about dignity of human life. Just because someone is in a situation where they may not currently have a home or whatever the circumstance doesn't mean they don't deserve a decent pair of boots or a decent hat. And so I know my husband and I have had this conversation. Mm -hmm. As the kids would get older, we'd look at the boots and say, this just needs to go in the garbage. This mm-hmm. is not even appropriate yeah. to send to someone. But we had others where the kids grew so fast. Yeah. Literally, they wore them two or three times, yeah. and they were into the next size. Well, hello. Somebody can benefit from Absolutely. those. Absolutely. So I love that you're bringing that up into this conversation mm-hmm. because I think sometimes, whether we call it judgment or what we choose to yes. make up in our minds about this, I think there's a lot of that that goes on exactly. Out, exactly. out there, whatever out there is. Right. Um, so... Okay, so this is being done by you once a week, mm-hmm. and it is—it's basically an official ministry. Absolutely, yep. So, is this something that people put donations in for? Mm-hmm. This is absolutely. We uh, are accept, we accept donations for of food. Um, there was one gal that that brought us probably about five or six boxes of food that maybe she had got. I don't know. I think it was from the Walker food shelf. Okay. And it was already boxed up. They were just had extras. And she said, could you use it? And I said, sure. So once in a while, we get a phone call from um, from somebody who knows somebody and says, somebody, you know, needs, needs some food. And so we give them a box of food. Um, you know, donations, absolutely. We are taking clothing donations, um, gently used. And like I say, I go through every one of them. And um, we take financial donations. Last summer, we had a uh, we had two fundraisers uh, for Journey Outreach at our house, and we raised over seven thousand dollars. Wow! It was huge and so overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> so much work. <laughs> I think I burned a few people out on that one, but we still have a lot of the stuff left over, and so we are going through that slowly. And when I mean stuff, it's like maybe a a, a storage container and a half. Full. And that's a 40-foot wow. storage container. So we have a lot of stuff. But we take the good stuff, and sometimes we repurpose and and sell it for the money. Or we repurpose and give it to somebody who needs it. Uh, lots of blenders, those kinds of things, you know, uh, household stuff. Yeah. If people are starting over. Mm-hmm. We, we pulled together, oh, just a couple of weeks ago, somebody who had lost everything. 
and we took them a truckload of stuff wow. to, to furnish that house. And well, it just, my heart is just so full that you're doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just thinking, praise the Lord. Like, we've been hearing all these stories that have been coming in from yeah. um, the holiday blessing program and the Christmas blessing program. And I'm thinking in my mind, there are so many needs right now. Oh, my goodness. And we don't, mm-hmm. I think sometimes we're in a bubble. We don't even have a clue yeah. of how many needs are out there. Yeah. I want to talk about the heart piece of this, the, mm-hmm. cause now we got through, okay, we get the logistics. Yep. I want to talk about how this program touches you. When I see the people come in and they sit down and I say, how's the food? Oh, they, you know, they've got their mouth full and their thumbs go up, you know, and, and, you know, and we have some people there who, um, who will minister to them if they want it. And we're more than willing to do that. But if all they need to do is fill that hole in their stomach, that's okay as well. But, you know, sometimes just filling that hole will, op- will soften their heart toward what we're doing. And we're, we're not ashamed to say that we're the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. I mean, he's the one who brought us here. He's the one who's calling us to do this. And, um, you know, some people have come to the Lord through us feeding them. And yeah. that's amazing. I I believe it, and yeah. I, it, it reminds me of just it's Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Yes, we need food, water, and shelter before right. we can even get to the next step. That's you know, right. it's there's when those basic needs. I mean, this mm-hmm. is survival, right? Yeah. And once we get to that point, so it's a lot easier to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. If my belly isn't rumbling, that's right? right. Or you're just survival mode, you know. It, yeah, I do where wanna, am I going to sleep tonight? You exactly. know, it can be all of the above. And I do want to give kudos to the to the county and for the and for the city because they have they consider us a supplemental meal every week. They have, you know, in strongly encouraged us to use the COVID. Um, guidelines and all that stuff, which we try and do as much as we possibly can. Um, but they've allowed us to use the county administration parking lot, oh, you know, that's so um, awesome. on the Sundays because the businesses aren't open there. So we aren't in, you know, in anyone's way, but they've given us our, their, their blessings for us to do that. And um, then when winter came on, we really needed to know to have a place to do it inside. And so Calvary Chapel is you know, stepped up and said, you can use our fellowship hall and, you know, praise God. And and that'll just be for the winter months, but we'll go right back to the parking lot. We were blessed with two um, cargo trailers by King of the Road. Oh, awesome. Ra- trailer and yeah. rental down there. And um, my husband is quite handy, so he's put up shelves and we have a fridge in, I mean, a full-size fridge in one of them and it's amazing so that all we have to do is hook onto that trailer and bring her in on the on the Sunday and everything is there. You're like your own little food truck. We are. I mean, really, that's what, yeah. the, I mean, that's just what this exactly. reminds me of. I, exactly. I love this. Yeah. How about some of the stories of people that you've been able to serve? Like, are there some that stick out to you more than others that you can obviously mm-hmm. hold in confidentiality? Of course. But um, something that I just know people love to connect with those moments where you just saw we, something. The first meal that Pastor Adam served down, and that was behind St. Michael's or the old Pomida building. It was down in that little, the grassy yep, area yep. there. There was a gal there that came, and she was homeless. She had lost her job. She had lost all of her kids. Um, she was really at the scrape in the bottom. And um, so she wanted us to pray for her. So we had some people there, and they prayed with her. And then the next meal we had, which was a month or so later, 
we were down in in St. Michael's parking lot in the front, and pretty soon here she comes out of uh, a place of employment down there, and here she had her job. She had gotten a couple of her kids back, and she, you know, she gave it all credit to to God, to Jesus, that he that that we prayed for her, and and this, and then since then she's got a house. You know, she's working on on getting her more of her kids back, and um, she comes every once in a while, and she's just a she's just a blessing, and and, it, and that that encourages me to see that we've made a difference for someone, and and then there's another gentleman that comes. His name's Doc. Love that man, but he's always taking extra meals home for his grandkids, and and um, just always there, just always there, and I just love it. There's, I, as you talk about it, it was like literally I started smiling. I just have mm-hmm. a sense this guy is full of joy. I don't oh, yeah. know why. Yeah, I just like when you started talking, the way you lit up, I'm thinking yeah. he's got to be full of joy because yeah. you like literally <laughs> lit up in your – I know you can't – if you're listening, you can't see Joan's face right now, but it literally lit up. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and I think about the Lord and, and when he talks to us about when we serve others, yeah. really – Yes, we are blessing people, but it's us. Like we're the yeah. ones receiving these amazing oh, blessings yeah, from exactly. this. Exactly, and the volunteers that we have. Oh my gosh, we had twenty-seven volunteers show up yesterday. Oh wow! And you know, if they if they can't serve a meal or serve something, they can talk to these people and just. Oh yeah. We just want to make sure they are seen and heard, and that they're not alone, and that they're people that do care. Yes, you know? and you matter. Yeah, everyone matter. matters. Exactly. And I think this is the thing that. I, I try so hard sometimes to encourage people is that mm-hmm. we all matter to God. That's right. He loves everybody. That's right. Even the person that you could be the most angry at and mm-hmm. have a difficult time being with at times. Yeah. Guess what? God loves them as much as he loves you. I, so we better get over it. <laughs> I have said that many times, you know, God loves them too. Yes. God Ugh. loves him too. So yeah. so I remember uh, we had another guest in here once and I remember him saying something about we've kind of lost the sense of being thy brother's keeper. Mm-hmm. And what I love about what you're doing is that's what this is, yeah. is you're being your brother's keeper yeah. and obviously in sister, but we know what yep. we're meaning yep. there. Mm-hmm. And I want to know from you, how do we encourage people like people that are listening right now to do more of being their brother's keeper? Because it's not just the program you're doing. No. This is about that changed heart. This is mm-hmm. about what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Like it's your life belongs to the Lord now. Yeah. Can you give us maybe just help us along through this for people that might be kind of struggling with that? Well, how do I take care of my brother? What what does that look like? What are some different ways we can do that? Oh, my gosh. There's so many different ways. All you got to do is open your eyes and see the need out there. When you see somebody walking on the street and they don't, like you said before, they don't have gloves on, you know, go buy them a pair of gloves. Um, Go buy them a meal. Go through and buy a Happy Meal. Whatever. I, I bought a meal for a man and his dog one time and I bought extra for the dog you know and it was just like I'm just hoping and I put a bible in that in that little bible in that um lunch sack and you know whether it touched him or not you know that's between him and God after I do it what I think people need to do is to is to just open up their hearts and say okay yes there are people that take advantage but there are those who don't and they're maybe a little proud and 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 don't want to ask for help but see the need, see the need, and then see what you can do to, you know, one thing I did run into with a lot of people here is that, oh, I finally have some place to take my blankets. I finally have some place to take my coats. There's always places to take stuff. The DAV, I mean, the, the, the veterans need, their needs out there are astronomical, and it isn't just mail. 
needs, it's the female too. And they have kids, you know, so they're clean a closet, you know, look at, look at your stuff in your house and God has provided. That's all his anyway, It is, you know, and if you don't need it anymore, somebody else could use it. Yes. Bless somebody else. Bless someone else. One thing that you said, I love you use this, see the need. Boy, that feels like it should be on a bumper sticker. Yeah. See the need. You better write, that's a writer downer. All right. Um, <laughs> I will. So what I love about that, I, I'm almost feeling this invitation in prayer mm-hmm. is maybe include that, Lord, please help me see the need. There you go. Because then if we open our eyes to see the need, God's going to show you where you can serve. That's exactly right. Because it's so obvious when some of these programs are right there in front of us. But when mm-hmm. we pray to see the need, mm-hmm. he may show us something completely different that we haven't even thought about. Exactly. And that's how God rolls. Exactly. And But we have to have that willingness exactly to see the need and ask him where where do you want me to serve and when you when you serve or do something and you get excited and you're oh just on fire that's it that's it yes you found it yes and he will show it to you but you have to ask him yes and be open to receiving that yes and I was I wanted to make sure we mentioned too that discernment piece on this and the mm-hmm. obedience piece mm-hmm. because I love you brought up some of these things but you were obedient. Mm-hmm. God may have given this idea to ten people or this this yeah. call, if you will. Yep. You were obedient and gave your yes. Yes. And this I'm always really motivated this time of year about the yes. Right. Mary gave her yes mm-hmm. to birth the baby Jesus. Right. That's right. He calls us to give our yes. Yes. It's not, you and I don't think going to be birthing baby Jesus. That That's not going to happen, no. right? But he can give us this call, right? Exactly. And that's the example. And this is what I love about the word. It's the living word. It gives us the example of mm-hmm. this is the this is what it's about. That's right. It's about giving the yes. And, and, I, and I love that. And this time of the year, it's even more so. You Absolutely. Know, it's it's so. well, and we've actually been blessed, right? Yeah. Very little. So the temps warmer than normal right yes. now. I mean, yes. this is a little tiny blessing in disguise, especially yeah. during this COVID time, right? Yeah. Joan, how do people get in touch with you? I have a feeling there are people listening that are like, they're probably that on fire that they're like, <laughs> where's her number? I need it right now. Yeah. <laughs> I've got I've got the boxes ready. Um, how would they reach you? Well, we have uh, a new website. It's called journeyoutreachbemidji.org. And um, we also have a Gmail account, which is jobemidji at gmail.com, all lowercase. Or they can give me a call at 218-556-0462. And leave a message, obviously, if yes. you don't catch it right away, because you are a busy lady. Yes. We had a lot, it took us three months to really get connected. Oh, wow. Okay. But it, I think it was a two months. Yeah, it's Something been, like that. You and I it's have been, been phone tagging, yes. but, but here you are exactly mm-hmm. when you're supposed to be here. Exactly. Right? This yep. is so God's timing for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, do you have a driving scripture for yourself, like something that every single day you just wake up and say, this is my scripture, or is it more just a general belief system with with the Lord. You know, I have on our website Isaiah 58:7 where it says feed the hungry. And I don't remember it all of it, but I I read it this morning and it's like, you know, that's I think that's my that's my f- driving force right now is is just to feed and clothe those in need. And there's so much more need out there other than that, but I've had to scale back and just kind of focus just on that yeah. because a person can get themselves burned out really quickly oh yeah and i just i just praise god that he's he's given me that insight to scale back and don't be too proud to ask for help from our volunteers because they're absolutely wonderful and just um 
make sure you get enough rest and all that stuff and we all need to do that absolutely so well and it goes back to the see the need yeah. you saw this is your area yeah. somebody yeah. else will see the need and mm-hmm. can do the other piece of that exactly if you were going to put like the wildest and craziest dream out there or in your prayers if something could happen around this ministry is there something there or are you more of a let's i'm just going to wait on the lord and see what happens here well i'm going to wait on i i have to wait on him i don't have any choice <laughs> none <laughs> that of is us true. do that's like, true put all the plans out there we want um i my hope is someday that we will have a church a church in bemidji for every sunday to cook and to provide this stuff for these people um so that you know Many fingers make light work, and um, that is my hope and desire. Yeah. I'm still going to have my fingers in there. Oh, of course but, you are. I can tell that about uh, you. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> but anyway, that's that would be my hope. I'd love to have more more uh, churches involved. And um, like I said, First Assemblies is they're marvelous, and um, Calvary Chapel, you know. And now I've got a another church that I'll be speaking at, and and um, yeah, it's just we you know whatever he wants. Let's just go for it. Yeah. And see the need. And see the need. Joan Miller, you are amazing. Thank you so much for being with us today. Journey Outreach, it is a ministry of River City Church. Mm -hmm. And again, you can check them out on their website and uh, or email. And we just want to say thanks for being here today. Thank you. All right. God bless. Yes, God bless you as well and blessings on the ministry. And thanks so much to you for choosing to join in today. Go out and see the need. Have a great day, everyone. Live joy, share joy, shine your light to the world. This is Deb McGregor of Lifeful of Joy. Thank you for tuning in to Live Joy, Share Joy. We currently have availability for corporate sponsors on the show. Do you want to be aligned with all things joy and reach our listening audience? We have several options available, including our joy boosters. Contact your QFM today for sponsorship details.